0: Hello, Freedom Fighters. Hi, Freedom Fighters. (laughs) Hello, I'm Belinda and this is the amazing Stacey and we are Positive Property. Here we are, same bat time, same bat channel and we've got an interesting topic tonight. Yeah. Tell us the wonderful topic for tonight for our lovely Facebook listeners.
1: Okay, we're looking at the five mistakes the first home buyers make when they're starting on their investing journey.
0: Now, that's a good one. That's a good one. Absolutely. So guys, the whole idea is, you know, I suppose the most important thing is, you know, being let us know if you're live too. Oh yes, that's how we should start. Live. (laughs) Live. (laughs) Love it. Awesome. I only did the last live last week. So So guys, let's start with the five mistakes. So if you are looking at purchasing your first home or investment and you're kind of on the fence and there is a lot of people that come to us and I know Stacey as well when we interview people and do strategy sessions and their biggest kind of they're on the fence, sitting on the fence working out whether they should get their first home or should they invest. We'll talk about that after but... Let's get stuck into the five mistakes. So let's ask ask the question first. See if if anyone can guess them. So for a
1: start, who here, what do you think one mistake is that you could make possibly when you're first looking at investing or looking into getting into that first?
0: Excellent, excellent. I like the way you think. Let's put some questions in there or some answers if you want to kind of jump in and think. You know, what's your opinion on this topic? We're
1: going to start with number one, so we'll give you one, and then um, hopefully you can come up with one in the meantime. But um, the first one is what they go straight to the bank
0: to get their loan. So, guys, there's a reason why we've got the four richest banks in Australia, or even five richest banks. (laughs) Um, Look, they're not really here to help you. They're a business, and that's fine, and that's all good. But the reality is, if you want to take control of your finances. You've got to always look at other options. And the challenge with banks is if you go to a bank and you get rejected, you could get you might not get a loan for another three years because you're nice yeah. you've got a big black name, big black cross on your name, and you know you gotta wait, which can really hold someone back. So So what should we do instead? So what, what should we do instead? We, we should go to a broker. A broker, absolutely. And the great idea with a broker as opposed to a bank is they're on your side. And, and they're going to have a conversation there. with
1: you before you get to go to the banks and ask that question.
0: Correct. And, you know, they're there to work with you and work on what you want to achieve. But also there's hundreds of lenders out there, guys, hundreds. And I always say if you were going to buy a brand new car or a new or used car, would you shop around? yeah now, why wouldn't you do it with your finance exactly. that's the
1: question. because they're
0: friends with the lady at the bank
1: that's <laughs> why that's why i hear most of it is because you're friends um and and same you know with with anything your friends with them doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best choice for you and that's really what you've got to think about at the end of the day um also a broker's going before submitting they're not going to submit any documents until they find out which bank is going to give you the best deal so
0: absolutely and also when you shop around you might come back with a couple of different options and what you've got to look at how does that help you regarding your long-term goals financially you know um People kind of forget that they just, they're too busy, just I want to buy a property, but they don't think about, okay, once you get that property, what's the next step after that? And by having a broker can really kind of help you achieve that long-term.
1: We have a couple Um, of other suggestions here too, Belinda, after that one. let's Um, bring them up. So not knowing your borrowing capacity. Yes, that that is a good one. That is a good one. So not knowing your borrowing capacity and, and no circle of safety. Yes, I don't have a circle of safety around you. So, what is a uh, circle of safety to start with?
0: Yeah. So let's. What well, if people don't know what a circle of safety is? When when you're an investor or you're buying property, it's really important to have the right professionals around you because you're not a professional, but you want to rely on the advice of other people. So you need the right people around you, and um, we call it almost our property dream team. If you're an investor, you're going to have your property manager, you're going to have, you know, your tax agents, you're going you're to have your finance, clients, you, yep. Property management, all that kind of stuff. So, again, we've got all that kind of stuff. Number three. Oh, have you got more there? Oh, not on those ones we don't.
1: So the the next one was the, um, yeah.
0: Deposit. Deposit. Mine. The
1: deposit, yeah.
0: So, look, the beautiful thing is, look, I know the market's a bit tough at the moment, but you've got to realise, um, you know, with George was buying properties back when it was 17.8%. So when it comes to interest rates, we've been watching them go up, go down, go up, go down. When's the term that makes difference. It's never, the never going to be the best time to buy. What you've got to do is have the right system and strategy before you run out and buy that property. However, with most banks, you know, you've got to put a particular deposit. Whereas if you go through brokers and different lenders, they might be a bit more flexible. Sometimes you can get away with doing a 10% or a 15%. It doesn't necessarily have to be the full
1: 20%. I know I did when I, for the first property that I did was um, 10% downs. And and it's kind of at a point where, let's say you had enough to do one at 20% or two at 10%. I mean, you know, possibly you could do two properties in some
0: cases, and and again, absolutely. And in your case, Stacey, because I was very similar with one of my properties. Um, the whole idea is, yeah, you might have some, you know, higher interest, but or well, yeah. higher interest or insurances on that. There's the, the rest-
1: yeah, but- that that lenders that insurance that you pay. And I was talking to David about this the other day, and he said, he a few years ago, about five years ago wanted to buy an $800,000 property. Now, with that $800,000 property, all they had was a 10% deposit this person and they put the 10% down. Now, that with that 10% came, along with that came $27,000 in lender's mortgage insurance. Now, it's been five years. That property is now valued at $1.5 million. Was that the best $27,000 he ever spent? Hell, oh, yes, it was. <laughs> Dusty. Doesn't mean anything. It, get into the market, however, you can get into the market, and if it means you have a ten percent deposit now, then get into the market now. Because if you wait to
0: save twenty percent, it's going to take you a very long time, and in that time, yes. you could have made all that money. I mean, we've had members, you know, make anywhere from hundred to two hundred k of equity. And imagine if they went, oh, I didn't have enough deposit. Yeah, um, they would Just have been. going out. out. Yeah, exactly. Um, have we got any more questions regarding that stuff? or should we go to none? no? Not, no, no more questions, it. Yeah. We haven't asked any questions
1: either, though. Um, yeah, oh. yes. Perhaps let us know how, it, when you first started investing, if you have yet, um, did you start with a 20%? Did you start with a 10%? Did you go to a bank? Or did you do it go to a broker? Um, you know, there's a few questions. But Third one, what? Buying your dream home first. This is the biggest one we get by
0: far. Most common question.
1: We're on
0: four. We're on four. Buying a dream home. Yep, sorry, four. So um buying a dream home first. We haven't done that one yet. Okay, so the the whole idea is um that's gonna give you a really big debt to start out with. So guys, I suppose sometimes we forget that we might be kind of brainwashed in the whole idea of, you know the Australian dream of getting that first property because they kind of start you young you want to go to school then you go to uni or you get a trade and then you go and work and you're doing the kind of nine to five or the hours and then you get a big fat deposit and then you put it down and then you've got 30 years of stress of paying off that property for the next 30 years it's a long time and then The other part to that coin
1: is a lot of people worry about the amount of rent they're paying now. So they're saying, hey, but we're paying somebody else's mortgage anyway, so we may as well be paying our own. Keep in mind that when you're doing that, you're also paying more. So you're going to be paying not only more to keep that property, but you're also going to be paying for your rates, your water, your insurance, and everything that comes with owning that property. So you're going to have a fair difference between what
0: you would pay now in rent to what you would pay if you owned that property. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, the whole idea is people get caught up in these these 30-year loans and then they get to the end of it and say, hey, geez, I don't have much left in my Supra. And after 30 years of stressing over buying, uh, say, you know, paying off a property that, that they've lived in, yep. and they realise they've got to sell it and go live in a small unit. What a, hor- what a horrible cycle. Exactly, because if you own it, what do you live off?
1: So you don't have to pay the mortgage, fine, but you still got to pay for your electricity and your water and your gas and your rate and your rates and everything else that comes with That's living right. there. So there's that part of it as well. So if you were renting and you put your money into investment properties first, what happens over the next 10 years? Most of our members are averaging what property every year, just, just right. one over every year. If they get to the end
0: of that cycle, what do you end up with in passive income there? That's right. And what's the other, what's the, so that's really the old way, run out and get your family home and get a big debt, but you've got your dream home, but things can change, you know, so I feel the new way now is go out and buy, you know, one or two investment properties, then look at your family home, then you can 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 use equity, then you can leverage, then you can get the properties, the investments, doing the heavy lifting, hello? Um, they can pay the mortgage and that takes the pressure off and you've still got investment properties they are going to be paying themselves off in the future and leaving you with passive income. Exactly. Way smarter,
1: way smarter, guys. Way smarter. It's working smarter, not harder. Um, we do have a few questions popping up. We don't have a huge amount of time tonight, so we're going to race through these questions. All right, so what's the best option for first home buyers? Is it to build or an established one? Um I'd that you're talking about using your first home buyers? Is that yeah. if that's what you're talking about,
0: don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it at all. I'm because sorry, you're I, if first call, it's someone called Des, so look, you're yeah. you're on the wrong medium here. We we <laughs> don't we don't want to you get options for your first home buyer. We're talking about the five mistakes. Five mistakes is first home buying. <laughs> so if you went and and I know that
1: you can get like, a, say, a $10,000 grant from the government to get your first home buyers, but what can you get when you buy a new property, Belinda? Oh, you're going to get 10
0: That's years. That's an investment.
1: More than that. You get more money owning an investment property from the government than you do
0: if you go and buy your own place and use your first home buyers. So then you start getting your tax back. Then you start building equity. Then you've got all the bills paid. It doesn't matter if there is, There is, you know, join, George coined the phrase back on Channel 9 when he was interviewed um, on the Today Show talking about investing. He said, rent vesting, mm. you know, and that was a while back. He coined that phrase. He actually got on national TV and said, there's nothing wrong with rent vesting. And I know because George, I George, did do? I do it as well. Yeah. Hello. Um there's nothing wrong with renting where you want to live and buying where you're going to make money. Simple. Um, okay,
1: Belinda, you still rent. How many uh, how many properties do you have? So your properties are basically paying for where you rent. Am I yeah,
0: right? Yeah, I, I, I rent, but I'm a rent-fester, so my properties pay for my rent. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm not bogged down. So, And you I, can think about it
1: this way. You can live in a much nicer place.
0: Yeah, that's right. So I live in a lovely penthouse. I'm going for my seventh property and um, they're all positively geared, all paying themselves off. And the beautiful thing about it is I'm happy to rent. Mm. Now, if I bought this property, it would probably hold me back probably, I think, $3.2 That means I wouldn't be able to invest. No. I would have capped I my... And, rent you'd be, as- and, if you rent, and if you did invest that, you would be paying for someone else to live there. Correct. So... Yeah. So the whole idea. There's nothing wrong with rent vesting. And hey, guys, don't get me wrong. I might walk down the street tomorrow and see the house of my dreams. I've got plenty of properties to pull out equity and go buy that, and lose to pay the mortgage. Exactly. The properties will
1: see. And then this is the thing, is George would always say: never buy, never buy a property to live in unless you can afford to buy it without a loan. Yeah. Or someone else is paying for it. Absolutely. We're going to run through these next two points really quickly, Belinda, because we do actually have to go out to our members meet.
0: Yes, we've got to go catch up with our members tonight. We're doing our lovely members only session.
1: So buying without a plan.
0: Number five. Oh, four. Buying without a plan. Oh, no, there was another one in there. Maybe we're we're up to four. We're up
1: to four. Buying without a plan. (laughs) You're a number ahead of me. Buy without a plan. So you should know where you're buying, what you're buying and when you're buying it.
0: The, the, what it comes down to is what's your goals? Anyone could go buy dirt. But is it, are you buying dirt to live, to make money? What's the deal? Work it out. It's like if you don't have goals, it's like having a boat with no rudder. Yeah, You're going around in circles. This is, You know, and if it's not written, it's not real. That's right. So you need a plan, come up with a structure,
1: how you're going to do it, what is your research um, as into where you're buying these properties? And that comes down to the next point, Belinda, which will tie in with this one. Beautifully, alone, <laughs> listening to friends and family is one of the biggest, oh. uh,
0: unless your friends and family are very, very wealthy people from investing. When they invest in property, <laughs> listen to them. If they've got multiple properties, listen, listen to them. To them. If they do not, all the good intentions in the world. Exactly, 100%. And, you know, the thing is you want to be listening to people that have already got runs on the board, people with real-life results. Real-life results. Look, please, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of naysayers out there, and I know for me personally when I was first starting to build my portfolio, I had family, friends and, you know, people, colleagues going, oh, why are you investing in property? You know, yeah. what if you can't get renters? I mean, geez, we're in a rental crisis. They didn't predict that five years ago. But anyway, um, you know, but the thing is they weren't trying to be really negative. They were just. They, they were, were
1: concerned and worried. Concerned, but it was And mostly they worried people. you're going to fall into a big hole and and they're scared for you. And they, It's the unknown. They don't know what you're doing. You know what you're doing, but they don't know what you're doing. That's right. So they're and trying to protect you in all the good intentions in the world, like I said. However, it's it's probably not the right person to be going to go to someone who is actually successful from it. And keep in mind, everyone in George's company are investors. That's
0: right. We're invested. That's exactly right. We're doing it, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I, I look, it, it's always good to be very calculated and, you know, one thing we know with our program that we do with our members it's a step by step baby step program. It's very regimented and it takes people on this journey and the big picture is um keep it safe, do it safe, one step at a time, one
1: property at a time.
0: One local property. says commercial property, no thank you. Somebody says, <laughs> "Well, maybe listen to your uncle because look, the challenge with commercial property, you know, um look, we're in a rental crisis. We've got families lining up for rentals. Yeah, we don't have have that with commercial properties. That's right. And usually, I'd say, you know, residential is a you know hasn't got. I mean, it's you've it's you've got calculated risk. Whereas commercial, there's a you know there's a big spend on that. I mean, sometimes you need up to a million dollars to get started. I mean, that's right. That, exactly. that cuts out a huge market. And if you can't, if it doesn't get rented out. Like how are you gonna how are you gonna cover that the mortgage? You gotta cover it costs. out. Whereas exactly. we know we've got properties. I mean, I've been doing this as an investor for five years. I've never been out of tenancy because I've always bought in the right area. Yeah, right time, right place. That's right. And look, people will leave, of course, but we're in a we're in a stage now where there's five to seventeen families lining up ready to take the lease, and they still haven't left the premises yet. So, you know, you've got to realize uncle listen to uncle uncle is good
1: (laughs) i'm going to leave you with this tonight we are running a program at the moment it is called the freedom through property challenge this is going to help you get started create your own blueprint as to how you're going to move forward in your property portfolio going forward so what I'm going to do is going to pop a link in the channel below. It'll come and up. Why,
0: why are we talking about the 14-day challenge? I'll tell you why. Because if you really want to do this stuff, your best investment is actually in yourself and getting educated. I mean, I hope tonight, you know, just by listening to, a, you know, these five mistakes, hopefully that starts giving you a bit of an insight of things you should really consider before you just run out and buy a property for the sake of buying a piece of dirt, and feeling like you've got a part of the Australian dream of having a thirty-year mortgage with no leverage and no tax deductions. Absolutely. So, by doing the fourteen-day challenge, it's a little video every day, and you get a great little workbook so you can start writing out your goals. Remember what I said: not written, not real. And um, one step done. at a time.
1: I'll be here to guide you through the entire process. And myself and Melinda be here right through to the end so to answer Absolutely. any questions in that
0: please feel free to come in join us get educated you need get help the next level become a great a, a great investor and you know this is this is 101 investing pop property so you know it's it goes for two weeks and um, look I'm sure once you get to those end of the two weeks you'll be able to sit back and you'll be able to kind of reflect on it all and go wow I've learned so much. Now I'm really clear and that clarity is the best investment you can give yourself. Absolutely. And I think with that said, we're going to wrap we're up. I love you and leave you and we'll see you again another time. Guys, great to see you. Thank you for being part of our Facebook Live and we'll see you next Thursday here at Positive Property. Happy days. Bye.